This audio podcast is from the River Church in Fort Worth, Texas. We hope God uses it to encourage and grow your relationship with Christ. For more information about the River Church, visit us online at theriverdfw.com or facebook.com backslash theriverdfw. Well, good morning, River Church. God is good, man. God is good. This morning, we are continuing in our Mama Always Says series. I hope you guys have been enjoying it. Um, if you're new with us here today, what we've been doing uh, is, is we really, we started this series around Mother's Day, and we were thinking about all of the wisdom that comes from our moms. Do we know that our moms have a lot of wisdom? Right, let's hope so, right? Like well, All the wisdom that comes from our moms, we're thinking, where did they get all that wisdom? And then as we're kind of following the trail, we realized all of our mom's wisdom, the good wisdom, the true wisdom, really came from the scriptures. And so we've been doing a series on wisdom called Mama Always Says, and we've just been kind of going through uh, some of the major themes in the book of Proverbs. And our really our theme verse for this entire series is found in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, and it says this, wisdom is supreme. So get wisdom. It's important, right? Wisdom is supreme. So get wisdom and whatever else you get, get understanding. And so we've just kind of been holding on to that going, man, if if the Bible says wisdom is supreme, which seems to be really kind of a big deal, we're going to chase after that. And we're going to ask Jesus to make us wise followers of Jesus wise followers of Jesus. And so as we've been walking through uh, the, the, some of the major themes. Maybe if you were here with us in week one, or if you've listened to the podcast, um, you'll remember that in week one, I mentioned that really the first nine books of the book of the, of the, or not first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs make a case for why wisdom is so important. And so if you've if you been reading along, and a lot of us have been kind of making this our devotional throughout the month, reading one every day, as you've been reading along, you, you probably noticed that the first nine books really are trying to tell us why wisdom is so important, why we should chase it, why we should want it. And then in week one, we also talked about the four different types of people found in the book of Proverbs. You guys remember that? We had the first one was somebody that we called, or the Bible calls, the simple And it's not an insult. It just really means that they don't have wisdom yet because they really haven't lived long enough in life to gain wisdom right? They really haven't had those, those hard knocks or really haven't had those life experiences that really teach them what exactly wisdom is. And so we talk about how really a lot of times it's very young people who, who are the, don't quite have it yet and they need wise people to come along them and, and not look down on them because they don't know yet, but, but raise them up and teach them and guide them and show them what wisdom is so that they don't have to have those hard knocks, right? Like, I bet we all probably have some scars that we wish that we didn't have if someone would have just showed us the way a little bit better, or maybe if someone would have listened a little better, right? That's usually the case. All right, can I get an amen? Uh-huh. All right. Secondly, we had the, the fool, and the fool is the one, and, and the Bible calls you this, not me, okay? The fool is the one who knows what wisdom is, knows to do better, and chooses not to do it. Then you have the mocker who knows what it is to be wise chooses not to do it, and then they take it a a step further. They mock wisdom, and they mock the wise. We never really want to be that because the Bible says really the only way the mocker changes is through tragedy. The only way the mocker changes is through tragedy. And then there's the one that we want to be, the wise. The wise are people who know what wisdom is, know what the wisdom of God is, and do it. 
right? Not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And then, so as, you, as we've kind of been following that trend, there's really this thread that goes all the way through the book of Proverbs if we pay attention, which teaches us that which one of those four we are matters. And it doesn't just matter for ourselves, but it matters for those people who are in our circle of influence. It doesn't just matter if I'm a fool or a mocker or simple or wise. For me, it matters for the people who God has placed in my circle because there's an effect that we have on the lives of the people around us. Let me give you an example of this, and all the moms and dads in the house will say amen here. Proverbs 10, verse 1. A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son heartache to his mother. A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son heartache to his mother. You see, wisdom has a lot to do with not just the, the, how, the, who we are, has not a lot to do not just with who we are, how it affects us, but the people around us, how we treat the people around them. It stays with them. It affects them. The wise bring joy to those around them, while the fool brings heartache to those around them. There's this cause and effect that we see on our life, that the way our lives affect other people. And if you read through Proverbs, and like I said, many of you have been going along on this journey with us, you see that there's this effect that the fool has on people around him or her. There's, there's this thing, there's this way that the fool continually just is spoken over and over and over how the fool views people around them. And, and we constantly see this phrase, and if you've been reading it, you will know, you, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Constantly we see this phrase, the fool despises. The fool despises wisdom. The fool despises discipline. The fool despises instruction, truth. Over and over as you read through Proverbs, you see that phrase, the fool despises. And so, you know, a lot of times when you see something in the Bible repeated over and over and over again, you want to look up, okay, what exactly is this? And so did a little word study on this particular word, despise, and what it means in the original language, if you flesh it out, it means the fool would be in contempt of, the fool would scorn, the fool would disdain. So it says despise, it's saying he, he, he disdains wisdom, has scorn for wisdom. These are the last two are what caught my attention though. If you flesh out that word, it also means they consider it worthless and consider it unworthy of honor. That was so interesting to me to see that the fool considers wisdom and other people and truth as unworthy of honor, as worthless. And it's interesting because we really see the reverse effect of that when it comes to the wise, because the wise live this life of honor. The wise live this life where they see value in wisdom and other people around them. And, and that theme is repeated all throughout Proverbs. I mean, we see the, the wise choose to honor, which means they see value, they see worth in the things around them, while the fool disdains, takes things lightly, sees no value in others, wisdom and God. And so Today, I want to talk to you as a church about this idea, this principle of value, and this principle of honor. 
And I think if we really fleshed it out and we talked about it for a long time, we would see that in our society, in our, in our culture, there seems to be this, that this is a really kind of a lost idea of valuing other people, of showing honor to other people around us. And, and it's not that we don't show value to some and we don't honor some, but we do that kind of to the ones that are easy to value, right? We do that to the ones that it's easy to show honor to. Because if I said to you, hey, go out and go honor people around you and in your life, go, go value people in your life, you'd probably say, I do that, Mike. And then I would give you a couple of examples and you go, oh, that person doesn't really deserve it, <laughs> right? Oh, that person, when they value me, I'll value them back. Anybody? Am I speaking too close to home a little bit? <laughs> right, oh, right. Uh, they, they don't show me value. They don't honor me. I'm not, I'm not going to do them. Or that person, you know all the mistakes that person's made. They don't deserve it. They, they don't deserve it. But what I want to challenge us to do today is, is that if we're going to wrap our minds around this idea of being a wise Christian, what we need to realize is that the life of a wise Christian honors and values people around them. Matter of fact, the book of Proverbs ends with this idea. Anybody ever heard of the Proverbs 31 woman? You get to the end, you read it. If you haven't read it yet, get there, read it. And the whole book is about how you should value and show honor to this woman. It, it, the book literally ends with this idea. And so as, as we jump into this, one thing that we need to understand is that honoring somebody and valuing people around us is not about, has nothing to do with what you think they deserve. It has nothing to do with what you as a human think they are worth because we don't value and we don't honor people because of how we simply as human beings see them. What we need to do is reframe our minds, reshape our minds and value and honor people based on how God sees them. Not me, not, not what I think they're worth, not what I think they've done, but we need to see them through the lens of God. And let me tell you from the jump, it's gonna take the Holy Spirit, <laughs> That's going to take some Jesus. Can I get an amen? That's going to take some Jesus because that's not something that we do by nature. Like a guy, remember, a guy cuts me off in traffic. I'm like, send him to hell, Jesus, right? Get him. Don't send him to hell, but maybe wreck him or something a little bit, right? right? <laughs> this is a safe place, right? This won't be on the internet at all. In order to do that, I think we got to really step, take a step back and consider how God sees us. Because it's easy to look at other people and, and judge them and see them a certain way, but then we step back and we see how God sees us, it changes things a little bit. Like, like we can literally, we can look at other people and I can say, hey, you should honor them, and you can go, I can give you reasons A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, O, P, why I shouldn't, right? I know all of their mistakes, I know all of their faults, I know all the ways that maybe they've even caused you pain, but at the end of the day, it's not about that. What we have to do is step back and consider God's view on you. And I think if we consider God the way God sees us and views us, it will change the way that we see other people around us. Because I, I, I don't want to be the one to break this to you this morning, but did you know that God knows all of your faults? <laughs> do you know that he sees all of your sin? He knows all those thoughts that you think that you don't think anybody knows about. That one right there. Yeah, that one. He knows that one. He knows that one. He knows more about you than you will ever share with the person in the world that you are closest to. And you're like, Mike, I'm transparent. Okay, right. 
He sees everything behind the masks that we hide behind. And yet Jesus looks at you and he still sees value in you. He looks at you and he sees worth in you. He looks at your life and he sees the person that you could become. Like, I say this jokingly, but completely seriously. God knows every single reason why I am unqualified to stand on this stage. Like, he even knows some reasons I'm not aware of yet, right? Like, oh, that's, that's a good point, Jesus. I guess I really shouldn't be up there, right? Some of you are like, I'm questioning whether or not I should come to this church. If you're still here by now, you're sticking around, right? He knows all of the reasons why I don't deserve to be up on this stage teaching people about Jesus, and yet he still calls me to it. And there's something that I love about God because he doesn't look at you and me and see our mistakes. He doesn't look at you and me and see us just as our sin and say, this is all that you will ever be. Like, could you imagine if you were defined by the worst thing you've ever done? Could you imagine if everybody looked at your life and the only way they could see you is, was through the lens of the worst thing you've ever done? And yet we do that with the people around us. And, and we're in here and I, 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 I'm sure you guys are great people, but I know we've made some pretty bad mistakes in our lives. What's amazing is that when we become a Christian, we're saved by the blood of Jesus. That mistake doesn't define you anymore. That's not how Jesus sees you anymore. God sees this incredible value, potential, who you, who you could become. But here's the tough part about it. He values you, but he also values that coworker that gets on your last nerve. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh, yeah. That family member who's driving you crazy. How about this one? That ex-husband, ex-boyfriend or girlfriend that you just want to mm, get them or this one's really for my own sinful heart, that referee who made the terrible call. (laughs) Five years later, Des caught it. Am I right? (laughs) Amen. And you say, why is this? Well, let me give you a really cool verse. Genesis 127 says, God created man, check this out, in his own image. He created, created them in the image of God and he created them male and female. See, we honor people. And if you're taking notes today, this is really the first blank there. We honor people because they have value. They have value. They were all, everyone in this room, everyone you will meet was created in the image of God. They are loved by the creator and they are not defined by their mistakes that they have made, but they are defined by their maker. The imprint of the Almighty, a soul breathed into our lungs from God, all have value, all are loved by the Creator. And here's the word for us all should be treated with honor and value by the Christian. Because we should see the innate value that is within them simply because we know the Savior who has created them. See, we among anyone in the world should look at others and value other people above anyone else. We should see the innate value of the human soul because we know the Savior who created the human soul. <laughs> and it should change the way that we treat the waiter at the restaurant. It should change the way we treat the annoying coworker. It should change the way that we look at people of all nations around the world. And it should impact our actions towards them. Because it's one thing to say, oh yeah, I know they have value. It's different to treat them with value with dignity.
So we, all, we honor all people because all people have value because the, the Bible simply says that's the way it is. <laughs> Secondly, there's something interesting, and this is where you guys might go off the rails with me a little bit, is that the Bible says that we value and honor people because there's particular people in our lives that have been put in a position of authority over us, and simply because of that, we should honor them and give them value. We, we, I said this, I said it this way, respect is earned, but honor is given freely by the Christian. Here's what I'm talking about. Ephesians 6, 2 and 3 says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land. You guys notice there's a promise attached with that one? Anyone have, want to have a long life in the land? This guy, yeah, who has two thumbs and pointing? Yeah, this guy, right, right, right. And I want you to notice, there's not, yeah, I really failed on that one, right? I want you to notice, did you guys see the bad parent clause there? Did y'all see it? Y'all don't see it? How about the aged out one? I'm 33, I don't have to listen to my mommy and daddy anymore. And what I mean by that, I'm not saying that we do everything that they say, especially if it's bad or evil or wrong, or they're, they're taking you the wrong way in life. But there is a standard of respect and honor and value that we as Christians should have for people in our lives in that position. Okay, all right, some of you guys are with me. All right, then there's other ones. This is where I'm really going to lose you. Is there certain people, another group of people that God says we should value and honor because of their position in our lives? Let's look at 1 Peter 2, 13 through 17. This is one we all hate to talk about. Submit to every human authority. Oh, that hurts, right? Because of the Lord, whether to the emperor uh, as the supreme authority or to the governors as those sent out by him to punish those who do what is evil and praise those who do what is good. Pay attention to verse 15 though. For it is God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing as God's slaves live as free people, but don't use your freedom as a way to conceal evil, but honor everyone, lo- love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. See, we as Christians are to honor the leaders in our nation. And, and I'll say this, and I'm not going to tell you my voting record, but regardless of whether or not we voted for them. We honor the people who have been placed in authority over us, and that includes the boss that you cannot stand. I'm my own boss, so I just get in fights with myself. I don't like that, Mike. Too bad. Do it, right? Right? <laughs> Now, look, there's these people that have been placed in positions of authority over us, and the Bible teaches that we should honor those, those positions of authority. Now, does that mean that you, you can't have a respectful disagreement? Does it mean you can't have a respectful protest if you don't like it? Does it mean that you can't uh, dis- disagree or use your vote to change things, right? No. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that, that we should do something about it. If there's people in authority over it, whether it's, it's a, 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 someone in political power or whether it's our boss at work that drives us crazy because they're doing all these wrong and, and bad things, it says, you, you, you do something about it, Christian. You know what it says? Get on Facebook and whine about it. The Bible's so wise. It's, even, it's like generations ahead, right? Get on there and talk about your boss. You know what my boss did today? Right? Right, yeah. Well, that's why you have the private Facebook account, right? So they can't see it. Don't, don't friend your boss on Facebook, okay? No, what does it say that we should do as Christians? It says then, it, it, then we should do, do good. 
And then, and I'm not calling anybody a fool, okay? So don't quote me and be like, my preacher said the presence of fool. I am not saying anything like that. Stop. Good Lord, that'd be great, right? What it says is in doing good, we silence the ignorance, ignorance of foolish people. Whether it's someone in political power, whether it's our boss at work, we honor their authority, but then we keep on doing the work of Christians. We honor their authority, we keep doing work. We treat them honorably. It doesn't mean you agree with everything. It doesn't mean you, right? It means we act honorably towards those who are in authority above us. And let me give you this warning, though. Some of you guys are actually going to, as I preach, some of you guys are going to be like, I'm going to do that, right? Some of you guys are like, that guy's an idiot. Shut up, Mike. I don't care about you, right? But some of you guys are going to go, I'm going to try to live that out. And you know what's going to happen on Monday? You're going to walk in and your boss is going to be like, hey, um, I'm going to need you to do this thing over here that you hate that I told you that I would do on the weekend. I didn't really do. I'm going to need you to do this for me. And you're going to be like, I hate that fool. As soon as you decide I'm going to honor people, I'm going to value people, I'm going to treat people with respect, I'm telling you all of the, like, it's coming against you, man. Like, all the fools in the world are just going to, like, suddenly be an authority over you, right? It's like the joke about the kid who asks, Mommy, why, are all the, why is it that all the idiots are only driving when Dad's driving the car, right? You ever heard that one? Yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> But honor them anyways. Honor them anyways, because this is an important discipline that we need in our culture. And this is, hear me, hear me, hear me. This is a way that we as Christians separate ourselves from the world around us. You always, people ask, how are Christians different than everybody else? How are Christians different than everyone else? This is one of the ways we should be different than everybody else. Because the world can act a fool, the world can be undisciplined, they can be disrespectful, they can get in Twitter fights and Facebook fights about politics and about their boss and about all these kinds of things. But what we should do as Christians is be respectful, be honorable, see value in all, love all, treat all all with respect and honor, especially people who you disagree with. Especially. Because that's that's when we're separated and different and people are going, who are you? And you know what? That's when people see Jesus in your life. Romans 12.10 says, show family affection to one another with brotherly love. And I love this word, outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo. Outdo one another in showing honor. So how do we, how do we show honor? I have a couple quick things I'm going to tell you guys, and then we'll get out of here. Just some ideas I have. There's a lot of different ideas, but I think one way that we honor people around us, especially people, um, our families and friends and things like that, one way we honor people is when we prioritize them. Opening doors for people, considering other people first, coming home early from work a couple days a week to show your family, hey, you're the priority in my life. There's these little ways that we show other people around us that they're the priority. I, I don't know what that looks like exactly for you, but, they, but the one way we show honor is by showing people that they have priority in our life. They have priority in our lives. We honor God when we show him that he has priority in our lives. Did you know that? Uh, Proverbs 3, 9 is this, is this verse about first fruits. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first produce of your entire harvest. There's a reason why God says, I want your first. He's saying, I want your best. And this is, yes, this is a verse about giving and tithing and things like that. But I think it expands past that. I I think it's about giving him the first of every area in our lives. And I I would say this, I think you're on track already this week. Do you know that? 
You know why? Because here it is Sunday. It's the first day of the week, and you're giving God your first fruits by saying, the first day of the week, I'm coming into church. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to spend some time with Jesus. You see what I'm saying? This is, this is one way that we give our first fruits to God. There's a reason why people always say you should wake up and first thing in the morning do your devotional and pray. It's giving God the best of your time, the best of your day. That was for some of us, the morning is not the best part of our days, right? Yeah. But there's also the, the other side of that. Like for me, I used to like lay in bed. I'm like, oh, I got to pray. Jesus, I love you. <laughs> right? Or the, like when I was a teenager, I, was, I had this thing. I'm going to read a Bible verse every single day. So I literally would get in the bed at night and I'm like, Jesus wept. That's not giving God your first fruits, okay? For some of us, it's a start, right? But it's not, it's not your first fruits. We honor God when we show him that we prioritize him. How can you, if you're taking notes, consider this, think about this, or just any of us, how can you show God, your family, different people in your lives, how can you show them honor by showing them that you prioritize them? How can you do that? That's homework for you. Do I have the answer for you? Not really, not today. Secondly, we honor people and we value people when we praise them. Do you know you can honor people with your lips? You can also do a lot of damage with your lips. But we honor people, we show people we value them when we compliment them, when we encourage them. Like the tongue is this, this just powerful tool. And what if we as Christians used it as a way to honor and encourage people to be this weapon for good in the Christian community? And as a secret, let me give you like a secret where this is, comes in really well is when we do that, even when people aren't around. Like you guys know the Christian bless your heart stuff, right? Like, oh, bless your heart. Did you see that skank what she was wearing at church today? Mm-hmm. I can't believe that preacher's wearing jeans. Great sermon, pastor. Can you believe he's wearing jeans at church, Right? easy easy I think it's important that we don't just praise people to their face or great job like like I was thinking about the band today man were they not powerful today not them but just the Holy Spirit in the space right like don't just tell them hey Katie great job Ryan great job band you guys great job today tell other people man our band was awesome today did you hear man when, when they were singing those songs I felt the Lord he was in this space right Praise people not just to their face, but when you're not around them, we honor them, we value them, when we praise them, not just to them, and it's not just not talking bad about them, but it's praising them to other people as well, right? How can we praise and honor God this week? How can we praise and honor other people around us this week? Like, like you're doing it this morning. We're honoring God by coming to this space and worshiping him. I, I think you honor and value God when you praise him to other people. I mean, let me tell you what God's done in my life this week. Let me tell you how God is good to me. Like, how, let, me let me tell you. Like, and then another way we can do it is like, we're going to sing a song and, and a little bit again and just worship God and try to honor and value him. You can, you can pray to me to do this. Mm, honor, praise, right? Like get crazy, get both hands up there, right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Finally, I'm sorry. There's something wrong. I've had a lot of caffeine today, if you can't tell. <laughs> Finally, we honor people when we protect them. We value people when we protect them. Anything that you value, you protect. Like I have a safe in my house. I have a safe and it's filled with all kinds of valuable things like my student loan documents. <laughs> it's real great. <laughs> I, I would hate if that got burned, right? right? But it's where I keep all of my valuables, right? Even if it's not much, right? 
but I also have like a box in the back of my closet that has all of like these important memories to me. Like special things like letters that Katie and I used to write to each other when we dated and just little, like things like that that are very important to me and I keep in a special and a safe place. We protect the things that we value and honor. There's, there's a prayer I pray for my children most nights and I ask that God would protect them from harm. Not, not that he would make them naive or ignorant of, the, of anything in the world or, or sheltered, but I, I mean, I want them to see the realities of our world. And I want them to understand, like, because I feel like if they understand some of the realities of the world, they'll see how amazing our God is. But I want God to protect them from those scars that will damage them for the rest of their lives. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a prayer. I pray, God, protect them. Protect my children. Protect them. Protect them. And then I saw this really cool story about Noah. We, we know about Noah. And, and it was about, it just reminded me about how we honor people, how we value people. And it's funny because the kids are talking about Noah tonight. Or this, no, not, no, they're not. Never mind. Sorry. Wrong ark. They are talking about an ark, though. Right. <laughs> But it was the story about Noah, and we know about the ark, right, the animals and all that kind of stuff, but there's this story that happens later on in Noah that really stuck out to me this week, and it really just made me think about how we honor people by protecting them. And, and, and this happens, so after they have the flood and the ark and all that kind of stuff, that Noah comes back and he begins to plant gardens and things like that, and he makes some wine, and Noah gets drunk, and he, he, <laughs> he basically essentially passes out on the beach naked. Anybody else been there? No, don't raise your hands on that one. You better not. You better not. Some of you guys are like, well, no. <laughs> oh, man. Just close it down. We're done, guys. We've got, like, the, the, the music and all that one. So anyways, Noah gets drunk passes out naked, and I'm saying this because it's an important part of the story, on this beach or whatever it is, and one of his sons comes walking up on him, and he sees him in his nakedness, and the son runs away, and he starts telling people about it. He goes and tells the other brothers, and he's talking about this, oh man, dad's drunk, you see, oh my gosh, what an idiot, you know, he's talking about it, and, and, and the other brothers do something interesting, they don't laugh at their dad, they don't mock their dad, they don't go, gosh, dad's such an idiot, they go and they get a blanket, and they walk over and they cover up their dad and his nakedness. And they don't just walk up on him and cover him up. What they actually do is they hold the blanket like this and they walk backwards and lay it on him backwards so that they don't see him in his nakedness. So that they don't see their father at this, this weak, broken, sinful point. You say, what is that about? Is that about hiding his sin? No, we don't, we don't hide sin. We don't hide sin. We don't cover up sin because let me tell you this, as soon as you cover up your sin, what happens is your sin owns you and you become a slave to your sin. That's not what this was about. What they were doing is they were protecting their father's dignity. They were honoring their dad by taking care of their dad. And they go, dad, we know this isn't who you are. This, this isn't, you're not this mistake, dad. You, you messed up, but this is not who you are. And we, we love you. We value you. We're going to protect you in your weakness, dad. And River Church, that's what we are called to do for other people. That's, that's what we're called to do for each other in this space as a family, as a church to protect each other, to care for each other. In our moments of weakness, when we're not our best selves, we you know how we protect each other? By when somebody messes up, by not running our mouths about it, but loving on them and taking care of them. That's how we do it. We stand up for each other. <laughs> River Church, we honor Jesus by protecting the name of Jesus. 
And, and it's not that he needs our protection, but by living Christian lives that are worthy of the one who called us, that are worthy of one who saved us, so that when people look at us, they see Jesus in us. River Church, it's, it's a pretty big deal here. And so let, let me say this. It, let, us be, let us be a church and a people of honor who honor and value those around us, regardless of who they are. Let us, let us live our lives differently than the culture around us so that people would see that and see Jesus in you. See, to be wise, we have to see value in what truly has value. And there is nothing, nothing, nothing that has more value on this world than the human soul. So let us give value and honor freely. Let us prioritize honor. Let us praise freely. Let us protect each other. And in doing so, lead people to Jesus. River Church, who do you need to honor today? <laughs> who do you need to honor today? Maybe there's somebody in your life that you just, man, you hadn't been doing a great job of it. Let's honor them today. Let's value them today. River Church, stand with me. We're going to sing and we're going to worship Jesus. And let's, let's, let's praise him. Let's honor our God today by praising him loudly with our voices. Let's worship the Savior today because he is worthy. Amen. Amen. God, I love you. Thank you for who you are, Jesus. Father, thank you that, Lord, thank you that you see value in us. Lord, thank you that you see value in me. Jesus, thank you that, that you don't define me by my worst mistake, but you define me by the blood of the cross. That I have salvation and hope and freedom and that you call me to be somebody different, Lord. Thank you that you show Show us what that looks like through Jesus, Lord. Father, we praise you. We worship you in this space today. And God, we're going to honor you by praising you with our voices today. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.